So back in the day, IT folks supported a sneaker network. Literally, folks in sneakers, maybe even you, walking around user to user, cube to cube, fixing those IT systems. And truth be told, some of that still continues today. But for the most part, the sneaker network is a relic. The final nail in the coffin, Mark Wolfers knows. Little thing called the hybrid workforce. If you look at pre-pandemic, you had a ton of people in the offices and you could send a support person down, like we said, we're gonna sneak room down the hall, and now it's a hybrid. How do you solve the issues of support and managing IT devices in that environment? Well, Mark, that is what we'll chat about then today on this episode of our Tech Experience Solutions Podcast. Hey folks, James Hilliard here, joined by the aforementioned Mark Wolfers, the Director of Technical Services and Solutions at the Connection Technology Integration and Distribution Center. Also on board, the Director of Digital Business Enabling at Intel, Rhett Livengood. And Rhett, going to jump on over to you. Intel really began, I guess I can say, burying the sneaker network, putting it out to pasture uh, many years ago, right, through remote management technologies. Uh, that's continued to evolve. So how about we jump off here? Give us a little kind of status. Where do we stand today? You know, it's interesting. Uh, as as remote work <laughs> over the last two or three years has really become mainstream, people are really becoming their own IT in a way. Um, you know, on the consumer side with, you know, the search engines like Google and, and others, you can, you know, type in or speak in any problem you have and, and get an answer or somebody will show you a video on how to solve your your problem. Um, so Intel saw that and we're like, wow, we need to, um, you know, make these technologies a lot more fixable by people that are not, you know, IT professionals. And we've even gone so far, even in the consumer space, I'll just use an, uh, an example. We didn't used to allow the gaming community, the gamers to overclock. Um, in other words, run our processors faster than we had spec them. And nowadays, of course, that's wide open. In fact, uh, we just announced a, a, a processor. And if you've got enough cooling out there, you know, let's say we spec it in the five to six gigahertz range, you can run it at nine gigahertz and get some incredible speeds out of there. So even in the gaming community, we've really allowed, you know, we're, we're treating the the end user, uh, you know, us as, as, as business end users, uh, just like IT. So I think the sneaking, uh, I think the sneaker net is gone. I think it's really just the remote net or it's almost uh, uh, be your own IT, if I can use that new term. And there has been some simplicity. I mean, it is easier for some of us to get around uh, the machines. The prompts are easier. We don't have to get <laughs> way back into DOS or any of that anymore, right? The the prompts usually can do it. The, the, the machines themselves, the hardware themselves are starting to diagnose themselves and check through certain things and, and all that. But, but Mark, is there still a concern from a lot of the business owners out there? that are saying, yeah, but I don't really want, let's take me, James, that remote employee, I don't really want him being his own IT person, right? We want to be able to uh, work on that machine and control that machine from a corporate standpoint in the right manner. And, and, and is that something as you're having those business discussions more and more are saying, yeah, what are the options for us to really be able to manage all of these machines that are no longer stuck in the office? Right. And, and that is a big, a big ask of customers, you know, how do they manage those devices in the field and how are they going to do it? Right. 
And, and it comes down to providing them the tool sets, you know, some type of endpoint manager, uh, the AMT, the vPro chip here, being able to provide that out of band support because you, you're having to really manage home users. And like you said, you don't want the home user trying to fix everything, right? But be able to provide remote access to somebody's device allows you to have your support staff anywhere that can help anyone anywhere. Right. So that that is a key. We get it asked constantly. And, um, you know, you got to be really careful about what permissions and what you allow an end user to do, because they could totally mess up a system. And that's where hardening systems come into play or discussions with security based applications of how how you secure it and how do you remotely manage that device. And we'll dive into a little more of the technology in, in red. I'm going to have you lead on that in a moment or two. But but Mark, I want to stick on the idea because, look, having a remote workforce is not something that's new to the world. I'll take Connection, for example. Uh, very sales-oriented organization with many, many hundreds of uh, sales folks out in uh, the, the market. And so they've been remote. And so obviously Connection's own IT team new and had uh, experience supporting the sales side of the house. But all of a sudden now you've got companies that are not just dealing with their sales folks that were out there on the planes, trains, and automobiles. You've got marketing folks at home. You've got creative folks. You got finance people at home. You have IT people at home. How have you seen a lot of the organizations handle all of a sudden going from maybe a quarter or a third of remote employees to sometimes me, everybody have they, what has it been like for them to go through that journey to have to support remotely so many more individuals? And Mark, start with you. And then, then Red, I want to dive into your thoughts there and move into a little bit of the technology. Yeah. So when, when we're dealing with customers in this scenario, right, there's, there's, I, I would say in the past, we would get an order of 100 devices. Those 100 devices would go to an office, right? And you'd be able to support and manage those devices. Now, those 100 orders are going to 100 different users, right? 100 different individual applications-based devices going to somebody. And what we've been able to do in working with our customers is we can do the provisioning, we can do the deployments, we can take that system and actually configure it for, for that user, for that end user, specifically for an end user. So it takes the question and the guesswork out of that device when it gets to that person. Uh, so, James, I think that's where you're going with this. It's it's how do we help the customers manage the deployment and the asset management of those devices? And Rhett, what's the experience been as you've seen companies have to go again from taking you know a third or so of their organization they remoting uh, support supporting remotely, and then all of a sudden, wait a second, now we have to support maybe everybody remotely. Yes. What's that journey look like? Well, and I think I think I on the IT side. Um, They've done a lot of things, right? For instance, um, almost all of our internal applications used to go through a virtual private network or a VPN. And now they've really changed to cloud-based applications. And the security there is much different. And I think the IT has really put a lot of time into securing those apps on how they're looked at on, you know, once they get out in the wild, make, making sure they're secure, even if the employees don't understand it as well. And the other thing is tons of training. We actually have all the employees go through security training at least on, once a quarter, sometimes earlier. And a lot of the things and the number one, um, the number one threat, if you will, to the company is people clicking on links that they shouldn't. 
So there's just a lot of malware. And I, I think that's the number one where people are either clicking on something that looks like an, a, an official business uh, email or maybe they're, you know, uh, clicking on a personal email or an ad and then all of a sudden uh, they get into trouble. So I think IT has, you know, in addition to the, to the, to the technology that IT is doing, I think for business end users, I think there's a level of education that all employees now need to kind of rise up a little bit if they're really going to help manage their uh, PC environments. Having a security mindset and a security first mindset and a secure computing mindset. And that's something a lot of the companies that I talk to, let's call them the, the end user companies, the companies that Intel and Connections support. A lot of them are looking to try and do more of that education uh, out there. And, and we as consumers on the consumer side of things, we're trying to be better. Uh, I know we have a long way to go, but a lot of us are starting to realize, okay, maybe we shouldn't be utilizing you know these credit card numbers on certain websites and certain areas. This looks a little fishier than it that might be but um but that being said mark um that is the responsibility obviously of those companies that we support and help and one of the ways though that we can um help them is if some of that training doesn't necessarily land in everybody's mindset and if some employees still do make some mistakes that's where you at rtidc can harden these machines ahead of time before they get out there in the wild and allowing, and you mentioned earlier, and I'm going to have Rhett give us a little more detail on Intel's AMT, but it being able to, okay, if something does happen, then how can IT reach out remotely and reset that machine, mitigate the issues without, again, having to uh, either send someone out on the road to fix something or have a machine shipped back and then shipped back to the user. I mean, that's a lot of uh, cost. Uh, there's environmental costs, right? You got to ship those on planes, trains, and automobiles, as I mentioned earlier. So um, there's a lot going on there. But, but talk to me a little bit about what are, are some of the things that uh, are capable today to a machine that you can send out to end users that maybe uh, folks haven't been as familiar with? Uh, and, and what are some of those technologies that allow uh, us to mitigate those problems remotely? So when we're looking at that, James, you know, I think Rhett kind of hit it on the mark there as well. You know, a lot of things are going to cloud-based provisioning, cloud-based support, cloud-based management, which gives you a little bit tighter control of how to manage those devices out in the field. One of the things that we're doing to help our customers, because we get this all the time, you know, how can you help us deploy, deploy a secure device out in the field and how are we going to manage it remotely? One of the things, like you said, was hardening. The CIS level hardening allows us to set up a device that is secured before it leaves our facility. It's been scanned, it's been processed. So some of these new aspects that we're doing in our deployment models for our customers out, out of the TIDC is getting that device secured so there's no extra profiling or groups or VPN accesses that are really needed to be required. And providing a good remote management tool set and product set that allows that customer to actually manage that device out in the field. And I think when we get to the AMT aspect, that's really going to take, take this over. But it's really from the connection side, we're, we're here to help our customers deploy a device that's secure and set up with all their group policies so that you don't have the occasional hiccup of them going to the wrong websites, them getting the malware and viruses scanned down to the systems. And again, you can do that in a in, in the environment at RTIDC and then ship out to these hundred different locations. Whereas before it was like 
potentially, okay, here are 100 machines, you'd send it out to company X, and then their IT team was trying to figure all that out. And again, right. as I said, maybe they could do that for a third of their organization, right? They were used to doing that maybe for their uh, out-in-the-field sales org, but now they got to do it for everybody. And we know that these IT teams have not been getting bigger budgets. They haven't been getting a whole lot of head uh, count. People have been changing jobs. So you've got some brain drain maybe that leaves some organizations. And so uh, can you tell me any feedback that you've heard, anecdotally, Mark, um, but from teams that have said, this is what we need help in. Your team has said, cool. Utilize these technologies. You've gotten the the machines out into the marketplace, and they've come back to you and said, "Oh my gosh, Mark, this is what we're experiencing." What what's their feedback been to you? Right. So it's been good feedback. And the one thing that really catches customers off guard is, you know, before you know, like you just stated, th- those devices went to an office, and their IT staff were finished them off and try to get the user profile set up. The one thing that we can provide to customers, which I think goes above and beyond is we can actually provision that device per user. So when that device leaves here, James, it's pre-configured for that user for everything that they need to have on that device. There's no more downloading when they get the device. There's no more waiting to see something happens. That's one of the things that we get a lot of requests from. When the people are saying, yeah, we're doing Azure, we're doing cloud provisioning, whatever device they're using, workspace one, whatever it might be, what they get is an uptick in help desk calls if they're not doing full provisioning to the devices. They might send the device halfway there, and then the users are impatient, they don't wait, they blow up the provisioning process, and they're having to call back to that IT help desk over and over again of having to fix that. So as we pre-provision and fully provision a device for an end user, that cuts that whole aspect out. And that's one of the big kudos we're getting from the field and from our customers is we're able to provide that service which cuts down on this amount of support calls that they have to deal with. And Rhett, not every organization like a connection can do that. Not everyone can configure and activate the Intel AMT. There's a relationship here long-term. Yeah, we've worked with, you know, connection for years and, you know, kudos to them. You know, the good news is an end user, you, you don't really have to understand all the technology, but on the, you know, what I call behind the curtain or what's really happening is, you know, we've uh, worked with connection that they can, whether your a PC is running or not, whether the OS is running or not, they can get in there and fix it without having to send somebody out. You know, it might be a situation where it's, you know, you want to protect your employees and you want to protect the customers, uh, especially during the pandemic. Uh, you don't have to do those. We used to call them truck rolls in the old days. Um, you know, obviously, uh, you know, keeps uh, keeps the cost down, which of course is good for for both sides, and you know also keeps the safety up and security. So having those tools, having the integration uh, between Intel and uh, companies like Microsoft in connection together, you can use the aspects of Teams, for instance, to get people connected very quickly. Um, we've done lots of enhancements um, there as well in working and really tuning those technologies so you can use those as major platforms because really. You know, as you're working remotely, the collaboration is almost your most important application these days that you run, right? If you can't hear, you can't see, you can't get connected, you get bumped off, right? Those are things that are 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 really bad. It's 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 completely different than the days when we were just uh, really doing, um, you know, phone calls and uh, maybe, uh, you know, uh, uh, um, 
just uh, you know speaking with people over the phone versus having to do with video. So I think you know connection and the TIDC and doing that integration. That's really the next level of really business experience that people are having working remotely. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I'm thinking about, you know, it's been a long time since I actually worked in an office. But if someone's machine was down, if Mark and I were sitting there in the same conference room, oh, Mark, just look at mine, right? And and I could show him what was going on on my screen. Order. But but truly, we're, we're more connected now than we've ever been. But we're also more isolated if something does go wrong. And so yeah. the idea is we have to do what we can to to keep those four nines, five nines. I'm going to add six, seven, eight nines, right? As much as possible <laughs> uptime. Uh, I don't know if we're ever going to get to that many nines, Mark, but um, but that's what we're trying to do. Rhett, let's talk a little bit about the tech. And I alluded to this earlier that long ago, I was introduced, I was a tech reporter and I was introduced to this thing called Intel vPro. Like, yes. What the hell is this is cool. Let's hear about this. And, you know, these management capabilities and all that. And what I learned in the subsequent three, four, five years after vPro was launched and announced is no one was using it. Right. It wasn't something that a lot of people were getting their hands on. They didn't know what to turn on by default, what to turn off this and that. But things have changed. Obviously, the relationship with connection, they know our team knows what to turn on, what to turn off and all that. And built into vPro now is what we've alluded to earlier, this Intel AMT, the active management technology. Give us a high level of really what that encompasses for IT teams and what it's doing for teams out there to, to deal with this manageability issue we're talking about. Yeah. So Intel vPro has been around now for, um, wow, it's been around for a long time, uh, 16 years. Um, and really, it's what we call the no compromise, um, you know, business um, PC experience, right? So whether that's a notebook or a desktop, you know, we started off by adding a bunch of manageability features, um, Intel AMT. And here, here's an interesting fun fact. Um, from 2020 till the uh, the end of 2022, um, the usage of AMT went up 3x, and most of that was due to the pandemic because, again, people were needing to uh, remotely uh, manage uh, PCs, and again, with everybody going hybrid and people not either wanting to go into a particular uh, household that might have COVID or um, you know, you perhaps were in the household and didn't want to have a service person come in with COVID, that really um, used the technology on there. We've spent a lot of time uh, on security lately. Um, folks like uh, Microsoft and, and CrowdStrike and others um, have security platforms that, um, again, that we just talked about, um, give IT that confidence that we can manage PCs and have workers working remotely just like they're working in the office. And, you know, we have spent a lot of time on um, real world battery life where we've got PCs now that have battery life that will literally last all day. So if you're moving around the house and you may or may not be uh, near a plug in or maybe you're uh, at the coffee shop or running around, you don't have to keep your PC plugged in the whole time. There's things like instant wake and fast charging. So you open your lid in the morning and your PC's just ready to go with your applications uh, very quick before you're doing a Teams or a Zoom meeting. And um, we've spent a lot of time on wireless as well. Didn't talk a lot about wireless technology, but we have um, uh, wireless Wi-Fi 6 and 6E for 6 Extended 
And for the superior video conferencing, um, we're using um, technologies like uh, Connectivity Performance Suite. And that uh, is, is a lot of words for saying it um, prioritizes, for instance, um, this uh, call that we're having, this video call. And if you have others in the house that might be doing uh, either video games or searching the web, it would uh, deprioritize those so it would not drop your connection during a very important call. So done a lot of work there. A little bit in the future, um, we've got a new thing called Intel Unison that just came out. And again, we teamed with Connection on that, which really allows a multi-device experience. So those of you that, that have phones, you can do text messages, phone calls, phone notifications, and you can transfer those back and forth uh, to your PC, whether that's, uh, you know, Android or Microsoft or Apple-based. So um, we've got a lot of new technologies coming up to really that business experience and what devices you have and how you manage that is, is all going to get simpler uh, as this year rolls out. And Mark, a lot of this is behind the scenes, and I'm assuming these are some of the things that your teams work to enable and configure and get set up for the right personas, right? So that when these machines do get into people's hands, as you said earlier, they just hit the ground running. So um, is there any trends that you've seen or, or are there when you start talking to uh, partner uh, customers out there? When you start talking to customers out there about what Intel AMT can bring to their devices and machines, are there a couple aha moments? Are there some ideas of people like, I didn't know that. Okay, this is something we'd like to take advantage of and utilize. Yeah, when, when we have customers come in or we're having you know discovery calls with them and trying to figure out what they want to do, how they want to do it, and we mention, hey, we've worked with Intel. You know, we can activate the AMT process, and that'll give you out-of-band access to that device and you get the big wide open eye saying, oh my gosh, can this really happen? And uh, it's a great win for our customers, right? Being able to provide that capability and our standard provisioning package now, right? So working with Intel, we created the coding, we have an activation server on site. So it's just now a standard process that we can perform out of our facility. But it is really interesting that most people don't still today know about the AMT activation, what it can do for you, the out-of-band access, which really helps on that IT support side of the house. And you really get wide-opened eyes that they didn't know it even existed. And they can see things start going off in the head. Oh, my gosh, just to help me here, to help me there. Let's do this. I want to take the last couple of moments here to to talk a little bit to uh, to the idea of 2023. And I, I believe this began in, in, in 2022. A lot of folks were starting to kind of reset on ideas and they were saying, all right, so we, we got through the last two years, but now we need to absolutely kind of reset and get rolling again on uh, some things. And, and management ret is one of those. And so what are some things, if, if some organization, if someone listening to us now has not uh, evaluated a lot with Intel uh, vPro and what AMT can bring to the table. What are some things that you might have them thinking about, asking themselves that might lead them to say, okay, well then I want to explore this a little bit deeper. I want to learn a little bit more. What are some questions and ideas that we should be thinking about? Yeah, I think for, you know, manageability, you want to think about, uh, you know, first of all, most, most people, um, uh, order PCs and cadences, right? Even if they do personas, they'll have so many they order each year or, um, you know, several times a year. 
and, and the shipments. And you kind of want to look over time, what type of base capabilities do you have? And with hybrid working seeming to stay around quite a bit, you know, the ability to do remote management, I'll just use that generic term. You want to make sure that that's going to go across for the next few years, whether you've got today's PC or a PC you're going to ship out in two years. I think the other thing very closely to manageability, and they really blur together, is security. You're going to want to have those key security components, whether that's in your video conferencing application like Teams, whether that's in your operating system, maybe you're looking at moving from Windows 10 to Windows 11 this year. Do you have those basic hooks that your uh, PC can change to these different applications. They can be secure, they can be managed, and you don't have to take your PC in, download a bunch of apps. It's just ready to go. And I think people nowadays, they, you know, as we were talking about that the TIDC takes a lot out of this, people don't want to spend hours and hours downloading and, and updating and worrying about things. They just want to have it up and running and working and automatic, ready to go, uh, working from anywhere. So the really working from anywhere, uh, we are still, um, you know, marching towards that and really becoming your own, in a way, your own IT uh, support. That's kind of the two big uh, trends I think we'll continue to see in 2023. And, and that is, uh, I think, a good place for us to to kind of wrap. And, and again, I think a lot of folks are, uh, you know, made good with what they could with the technology they had getting to kind of this point. Uh, this point means the last six months, the next six months, right, to get to here. But now it's how do we plan for that moving forward time. And a lot of people are going to be getting more hardware. They're going to be reevaluating. What do we have out there? What type of control do we have? Is it secure enough? All those things that, that both you guys have talked about. So Mark, appreciate it. Rhett, appreciate it as well. Folks, if you want to learn more, connection.com slash Intel. And uh, of course, Mark and his team at our TIDC, they're happy to chat with you. Uh, a lot more can be shared. So uh, stay in touch with your account management teams as well at Connection to get more information and have these exploratory conversations. And of course, for our Tech Experience Solutions podcast, like I always suggest, please like and share and subscribe on your favorite podcast platform. With that, we're going to wrap things up. Appreciate our friends over at Intel, Mark and his team at RTIDC. Be well, everyone, and we look forward to talking to you all down the road.